This podcast is not safe for work and not appropriate for children. Even if you're driving by some kids and you have your windows open and you have the, the show on, roll up the windows or at least turn the volume down. And then maybe look at their look their mother in the eye and be like, my, my bad, didn't mean to do it. Just just trying to have some fun. Just trying to have a little fun in my life. Trying to inject some fun into my fucking life. Anyway, on with the show. We gotta stop because we're gonna get sued if you don't do it. Oh That's shit, it. you're right. Not because that was bad. I just want you to know because I was enjoying I just, that. Josh, I have never really had a more overwhelming sense of like I need to perform. Yes, that's true. Like you have I, been, you have been singing more songs, which is a really I, weird thing to say because you've always been singing songs, but the volume and has increased has for sure in both ways. It's, they are louder and they are happening more often. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I like miss being in the center of attention. <laughs> mm, I would say that that's accurate. 100%. I like I like need to be in a room full of people and like entertain someone that isn't you. I mean, like I guess I'm do- I'm hoping I'm doing it now. I'm feeling, but I like am. I don't get the immediate feedback. No. Like I take I say a joke, maybe you chuckle. I'll, I'll throw a chuckle in there, but. I need, chuckle in the I bucket every more. now and again. I think that's true. We all need a little bit more. It's been tough. Gam, would you like to... <laughs> Start the podcast? No. No. Oh. No. No, 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 no. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Cool. Would you I'm like riffing. to maybe sing a song for everyone? Because you <sighs> just said that you've been singing more songs and you'll be the center of attention. This way you can imagine the, the audience and then they'll listen to it, you know, in their cars or on their jogs and it'll yeah. be and the and it'll be like that. You'll be their center of attention just for that one moment. I just wish And isn't I, that beautiful? That is beautiful. Do you want me, do you want me to sing my favorite one? And I, I am going fucking crazy in this apartment. That's the way I feel right now. It sucks. I'm really, I'm having a rough one right now, but I'm trying to power through because you know what? This is fun. Yeah. Capital F. I thought that was a great performance, Gavin. I love that. Thank you. Good breath Um, control. (laughs) I, off off the cuff, I think maybe I could have, um, tweak some of the words around. I don't know. Well, it was also based on another song. So that's kind of an interesting that's sort of a remix kind of scenario, yeah, which I think yeah, is kind of interesting. For sure. That's very now. That's very 2020. I don't think Whitney Houston would have done well in the quarantine. No. I don't think it would have been good for her. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't if we're so. going to think about celebrities that wouldn't have done well in the quarantine. No, I think Whitney, Whitney Houston's Houston was pretty low on the list, honestly. would not have yeah. done well. <laughs> it's just, I don't think she would have done well. <laughs> All right. Well, good. That's an intro, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I know you know one... who would have done better in the quarantine? Who? Steve Irwin. R.I.P. to a real Steve, one. Well, there's no animals. So they're he all outside. Pe- he you can't go pets. outside, go. He had pets. Did he have pets? Yeah, I feel like pets. I, I want to. If I was Steve And also, Irwin, if he wasn't with the animals, <laughs> he had more likely to survive. <laughs> but he wouldn't have been having a good time, which is what you, was what you were saying. If I'm around, you know, crocodiles and alligators and zebras, zebras all day, you know, I want to come home. I want to see more of that shit. Fuck no. No animals in the house for the Irwin family. Okay, that's that's business. Also, yeah, I got to imagine. But that, now all of our work's at home anyway, so. Well, that's what I'm saying that he would miss the animals. He'd be like, oof, crikey, I got to go see a giraffe, but I can't leave my, my, I can't leave my looky-loo. <laughs> that's Australian for living room. Um, <laughs> right? So he's like, oh, like if, if, if Steve Irwin can't hold a snake for like two weeks, he starts getting the shakes. He's like, oh, he's like, 
I gotta see. That's what I heard about him. I gotta see it. I gotta see a snake because he's holding like two hoses and tubes and stuff, trying to trying to and chase the dragon. And little Bindi is like, Dad, that's not a snake. <laughs> Dad, that's a hose. Do you think? Uh, do you think Steve Irwin could have stopped nine eleven? I mean, <laughs> answer me this, Gavin. <laughs> Steve Irwin, he is on the plane. Uh huh. He has got a snake in his in his oh. knapsack. Oh. Just one though. He has one snake, and he's got his wits. Could Steve Irwin stop nine eleven? Honestly, happening? the odds are looking good. For Steve, <laughs> he's on his way to like a you know he's on his way to like a like run of the mill you know snake show just bringing his snakes just living his life. Scott. All of a sudden, there's a commotion at the head of the plane. What is that? Uh oh, I got a bunch of guys with box cutters are fucking taking over the plane. What's happening? It's time for Steve to jump into action. Okay, <laughs> the snake up around his neck, maybe maybe even hiding in plain sight as an ordinary necktie. Okay. You following me? Oh, I'm following. <laughs> okay. Then he gets close. He goes, "Hey, I'm a doctor, a snake doctor. Can I help? Can I help?" Mm-hmm. And they're all, they're like, "No, go back to your seat." And he goes, "Oh yeah, well you go back to hell." And then the snake <laughs> catches him right in the cheek. Boom! The instant acting venom goes through his body, turns his fucking blood into jello pudding mix. Two seconds, he's fucking dead. That's one hijacker down automatically, okay? <laughs> then he picks up the gun. And you know what he does? He empties the bullets. He doesn't fucking use guns. He uses snakes only. Snakes and his wits only, okay? And he also uses uh, kangaroo kundo, which is an Australian martial art that I just made up. <laughs> Listen, uh, story I right just now? feel like we're dabbling in dark arts right maybe, now. We're trying certainly. to create like comedy gold out of two very taboo subject think, matters, which is Steve Irwin's Steve Irwin in this and nine eleven. In this scenario, he becomes. How are a, we trying to get the Venn diagram I, of nine eleven and Steve Irwin to intersect? In my story, nine eleven is canceled and Steve Irwin lives. So I don't see how I'm disrespecting their <laughs> memories. Okay, I. I'm propositioning a scenario where they both, 9-11, done, didn't happen, okay? And Steve Irwin's still hanging out. All I'm, all I'm saying is the circles of 9-11 and Steve Irwin don't typically <laughs> intersect. But that's the beauty. But that's of what my, you're pushing for right my, now. And my, I don't know if it's a rich comedy It's not space. fan fiction. It's, it's alternative <laughs> history storytelling, okay? okay. I'm doing it. <laughs> that's a really... <laughs> Rich alternative history storyteller. You know what also Joshua is an Ralph alternative Dickerson. history storytelling when we started this podcast. Mm, that's true. Um, oh, okay, let's go, let's jump into it. Uh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tough Questions. Uh, my name is Joshua Ralph Didrikson, and with me is the enchanting muse, uh, Gabrielle Kaiser. Ooh, God, I did Gabrielle Gabby. No, 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 no. What's your no. name again? Hey, what's your name? My name is Gabby. And I'm here to say I like living in the USA. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I mean, good. We all do. We all love it. I mean, I guess. Especially right now. I'm I having get, a great time. I, I love it. It's a beautiful hellscape. Mm, certainly. Um, I always wanted to live in the Mad Max Fury Road world, and oh it looks God. like it's here. <sighs> well, man can dream. Listen. Um, Take me now. <laughs> we're a podcast. This is what you're, you're listening to a pod. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you know you're that you're to listening a to a podcast? <laughs> it's called the Tough Questions. We do fuck Mary kills, and we do them in the vein of what we've already done in this podcast. We talk about it too long. We go on <laughs> tangents. We laugh. We make inappropriate jokes about Steve Irwin. Okay. And 9/11. And 9/11. I mean, yeah, ostensibly that is that is true. Uh, and you're here. You asked for this, so um, yeah. Thanks. You hit that subscribe button, and you have thank you for subscribing. I appreciate that. Um, let's see, what else? Would you like to be featured on the show? Would you like to have your uh, FMK trio uh, talk through in incalculable detail? Do you want to uh, challenge Josh right. and myself? Do you want to challenge our agree? venerable intellects? You can. So go ahead. I mean, you can challenge us, but like we're always right. We are mo- really right a lot of the time. If you go back and look at the record we have, it's quite good. It's quite Don't good. Don't do that. Just trust us on that. But it is quite good. Um, you record yourself on your phone, 
and email the recording or just write us a letter give me a smoke signal use a smoke blanket okay go for it whatever where floats your boat let me know what you want to see what you want to hear and we'll do it for you okay oh yeah you can send it uh an email uh to ttqpodcast at gmail.com Yes, that is the only form of communication with us. But again, I know that 90% of our listener base has our cell phone number. So you can just... just Texas, baby. If you've got a, a direct line to the power duo here, um, I mean... The seat this is power. This is a time to use those this connections. This is the time. Oh, yes. We have a lot of nothing to do. So yeah. we'll be happy to do it. We'll be ecstatic to do it. So, so this is kind of a rare... Like, I, I want to move into the... To the actual podcast yeah yeah i'm like yeah. about to do it i'm on the precipice oh but um this is a kind of a kind of an interesting one because usually that, we're gonna sort of part the veil for a second and sort of talk about how the podcast works for just one second mm-hmm. usually uh, like right when we started it like a couple years ago we um i like got drunk one night and just wrote like a hundred fmks like all in a row yes and we've also we also used the, the reddit five Mario kill um forum to sort of make our own, and every couple of you know, weeks, Gab will go in and she'll write a little outline, and she'll take um, ones from the list and put them on a little sampler list that we yep. use during the during the show. But this is a, this we kind of came up with one kind of organically, kind of in the field uh, this week, which, I, yes. which we're gonna do really soon. Um, but I thought it was so good that I forgot about it, and then I was in the shower a couple of days ago, and I remembered it, and I did that thing. Because now all bets are off here, right? I mean, we've been in quarantine for, what, 11 weeks, 10 weeks? Yeah. All bets are off. So I just hop out of the shower. I put, put my head, I stick my head out of the door. I go, hey, don't forget, I want to do this, this fuck, Mary kill. This week. Okay? This week. And, like, listeners, mind you that... This isn't early in the shower process where, like, Josh just got, like, stripped oh, no, I'm down. Soapy. He I'm, is, like, lathered soapy, lathered up, dripping all over the apartment. Luckily, there's not much places to go. But, like, I'm working. Yeah. Like, I'm at work, and he's right. taking a shower. Like, I'm doing my work still. The podcast meat on the podcast bones of this particular FMK was so rich and succulent, so delightful, <laughs> that I did not want to forget that we made it up. So let's, without further ado, let's just move into it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm on picket. I mean, yeah, I'm, already, right. I'm already, I'm already I mean, you've here. already teed it up beautifully. I really did. I mean, I put it down. Mwah. You, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Paul Giamatti as Santa from Fred Claus. Tim Allen as Santa from the Santa Claus. Or Kurt Russell as Santa from the Netflix, uh, Netflix movie, The Christmas Chronicles. You know, Josh, we could. This is this is a very good this is question. A, this is a real powerhouse. This is question. like a really powerful one because there's so much lore that goes it's, with each of these different interpretations. Not to of get Santa. too analytical here, but it's it combines so many of our favorite things: magic, <laughs> dumb movies, made up shit, Paul Giamatti, <laughs> holidays. <laughs> It's it's delightful. It's it's got layers, man. It's a cornucopia of, of podcast riches. delights. It's, it's, so yeah, why don't you just just hop right in? Because I've got some opinions, but why don't you just hop right in? All right. So like, this is a hot take, and I might as I go through more. You wheeling around is not going to pick up. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All right. Well. All right. Just like from a hot take perspective, I think it's got to be. Fuck Kurt Russell Santa. He's clearly the sexiest of them all. Um, mm. You marry Paul Giamatti Santa because he's like the kindest and like air quote most normal Santa. And then I think you got to kill the Tim Allen Santa. He's like one in denial about his fate like the whole time. <laughs> he like acts like a dirtbag to that wife that he gets eventually. And then he, <laughs> he has like a, a wife, kid. At, like it, there's just so layers here that I just like those movies are so he was clearly a bad husband in his normal life there was a divorce and then there's Charlie this is Santa Claus we're talking about here oh okay see this is important though I thought you meant Tim Allen's actual life that's on me no 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 I mean I think Tim Allen's actual life he's like a like normcore Republican dude well he used to be a big cocaine guy he got stopped at the airport with a bunch of cocaine well that explains a lot. It really does. <laughs> it explains Jungle the Jungle. That's forgotten. Actually, um, you know what? Honestly, I think I figured it out. I, I don't think that the, I said anything wrong. I, I mean, listen. It's I a, mean, I know this a, is fast. It's but... a tempting setup. 
Uh-huh. But I think you're missing a couple of things. One thing I really want to drill into is how Tim Allen's Santa he had he killed he killed the previous Santa. All the more reason so he's what getting what he's coming. So what does that mean, though? He's got the capacity. He's a Santa Claus with the capacity to murder. He's got. He's, he's a Santa well, Claus yeah. with the capacity to take another life. Which yeah. I think is just because I don't think Paul Giamatti's right. Now, I haven't seen Fred Claus because it looks terrible. I never. I never. What you've never seen it. Fred Claus? It's, it's Vince Vaughn, right? It's yeah. Vince Vaughn, and he's Santa Claus's brother. So walk me through what that's all about. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, naturally, it's about the brother jealousy thing. Like, there's Fred Claus, who is clearly second fiddle to his brother Nicholas, who is like the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Santa. So, so and Paul like Giamatti, literally, Santa Claus is like the proto. Santa Claus, like he like in comparison to the other two, is like the norm normal Santa. Yeah, Claus. and it's been a while since I've watched the Christmas Co- Chronicles, mm-hmm. but like so I don't know offhand like what Kurt Russell's story arc into arriving to Santa Claus is, but Fred Claus in that lore and in that movie, Paul Giamatti is the one and only Santa. Oh, he's been Santa for the whole time. The whole time. Oh, see, that's fascinating. So, I... So, so like, so, and so that's, like, a weird thing, too, because then you think about it, it's like, well, wait, how is Vince Vaughn not, like, dead immortal? or immortal? Right. Like, is, I don't know. Is that what's going on here? Like, I don't know. They don't dive into that That's probably for the, for the best, honestly. I, I so don't think Paul they Giamatti should go there. Paul Giamatti is an immortal Santa Claus compared to Tim Allen, who, can take, who, is, who is a Santa Claus that got essentially essentially cursed yeah. to be Santa Claus. That is, the, that is the magic that the Santa Claus movie brings into being. Is it that is a curse. There's, it's, it's essentially or a an ascension of destiny should you have murdered the Santa Claus and well it's not even an implication if you murder the Santa Claus I think if you just put on the fucking hat or the coat or something no 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 it's not you know no 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 I think that's the the thing that says on the Santa Claus clause holy shit like if you just put on the jacket like then you become but the implication is that the real Santa Claus would never take off his jacket unless something grave happened to him so this is good though so because what what, what you're opening up here is an opportunity for me to become Santa Claus which is what I've always always wanted so i think with tim see here we go are you ready for this you're gonna kill your are husband you, you so you this? can become santa claus are you ready for this i'm just saying that's fucked up bro <sighs> okay let me just i'm just saying that's fucked up i mean well listen that's listen up. for a second gab i'm listening so in the tim allen santa claus clause universe okay mm-hmm. santa claus in order to become him, you have to kill the previous one, right? I, so what I'm saying is that there's a precedent for Santa Claus murder that I am going to step into <laughs> as my righteous destiny. Okay? Now, follow me here. I uh-huh. marry Tim Allen Santa. I am the boyish, nubile, sexy boy next door. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm a reindeer handler. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Alaska. And I've traveled up... Mm-hmm. I catch Santa Claus's eye, and we fall into a deep sort of August, December. Get it? Because it's December, it's Christmas time. Yes. Uh, romance. Okay, we're falling in love with each other. All right, sometimes when uh, when Santa Claus has had too much wine, he lets me wear the hat and the jacket, okay? And I go out, <laughs> and I do my Santa Claus duties, but it's fine, okay? Yeah. Everyone in the North Pole knows the score, and I'm not going out... You know, over China. You're not doing the big day. I'm not doing the big day yet. I'm not yeah. up there yet. But I'm doing the small stuff. You know, the appearances at the Honda days. You know, <laughs> appearances at the mall. That kind of yeah. stuff. Okay? One night, we're both out for a joyride on the sleigh. Okay? Mm-hmm. Only with the best reindeer. Okay? The reindeer who I have allied on my side. Okay? This is essentially uh, the North is Pole Is it Blitzen? Because he's a cheating bastard. Blitzen? Okay. All the... All the <laughs> All the all the most evil and the most dramatic reindeer. Blitzen and Blitzen. Vixen. Blitzen. Vixen. Vixen. Comet. That bastard. Then there's also some of the, le- the lesser known ones. Michelangelo. Tortellini. Beverly. <laughs> Drake. From the hip hop song. From Drake. Drake from Drake and Josh is also one of them. <laughs> 
Wait, are you telling... Wait, wait. Are these reindeer named after they're these people? Yes, they're named after them. Okay, yes. so there's two drakes. There's two one's drakes. named after the rapper Drake. Yes, and, and then one's named after... Yeah, what's what I just said. Okay, I'm, okay. Just, I'm just making sure I'm following here. Olive, the other reindeer from that book everybody Oh, loves. yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Spaghetti. Naturally. I mean, why wouldn't you name a reindeer after your favorite food? And then there's little meatball. And Done. little meatball. So I, I, I have, I have essentially the toughest, buffest reindeers in the pack that are allied to my side. Yeah. There's some Santa loyalists, you know, fucking coming. Oh, Cupid, that fucking dick. He's a Santa loyalist. He's he was not invited. Okay. Come in, Cupid, and Donner, also Donner, get him out of here, okay? He, they are not invited, okay? I have the ones who are on my side, okay? Mm-hmm. We're over the fucking Baltic Sea, okay? There's nothing around for miles but salty ocean. We're fucking up, up miles above the fucking the ocean in the fucking stratosphere flying around. Okay, and, I, and I'm just like, Santa, let me get the hang of the reins, okay? Um, I feel like the the left-hand side is sort of is sort of not handling the way that it's supposed to. So mm-hmm. let me just, let me show you. So I get it, okay? With one snap of my supple wrist, whoosh, the sleigh bucks once, boom, boom. And Tim Allen's just fucking flying out. Sploosh! Dad on impact. If you fall from that kind of height into water, some people think that, you know... Your whole body turns you'll, yellow. Yeah, you'll, like, go in. It's like hitting... It's not true. It's like hitting concrete, okay? Santa Claus is fucking dead. One second. We hover low, okay? How are you getting the suit? Pick him up. Get the suit. Dump him out, okay? Suit. Dry it off, okay? Mm-hmm. Suit's on. I'm Santa Claus, baby. So, wait. So, are you saying... So, in this, are you fucking the Tim Allen Santa or are you killing him? I'm marrying him. That's right. Oh. Because I have to make room for my Mrs. Claus. I'm going to get. I'm bisexual in this scenario. Um, okay. <laughs> and also, this is important because I'm going to kill... This is so important, you know, to finish my sort of my Machiavellian Santa Claus experience. I'm going to kill Kurt Russell Santa because if he rises up, he's much cooler and handsomer than me. <laughs> and I can't have him usurp my authority. So I will be destroying him. He will be euthanized. <laughs> Okay. I will use the Christmas beam on him. And all, I, will, I will burn him to death. All I'm saying is that I get to fuck sexy Kurt Russell Santa and I kill the Tim Allen Santa, which is ultimately your same goal. I can therefore then become Santa. And then me and Paul Giamatti Santa are like alternating years of like who's running <laughs> okay, around. Well, okay. Yeah, like one year he does the Christmas run, one year I do the Christmas run. Oh, Monday, t- Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll, I'll be Santa Claus. <laughs> no, you must take... What is rightfully yours, Gabo? The 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 crown All I'm of Santa Claus. The hat is, is rightfully mine. F- has me fucking sexy Kurt Russell Santa, and I think that's a scary. I will, kill, I will I will kill that upstart where he sleeps. I will fuck Paul Giamatti. That's always been. That's always been. That's always a been fucking, your. A that's little, always been your. That'll thing. be a little feather in my cap, won't it? Yeah. It definitely will. And I will be the sole ruler of North Pole, holder of the Christmas power. Okay, holder of the power of Jesus. That's right. That's right. Did you know that? Santa Claus also has Jesus powers because they're linked up. They are linked up. They're linked up. Don't let, don't let anybody fool you. They are linked up. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. What's that fourth Santa one? Claus. It's Santa Claus, baby. He's coming. He's flying in. Ho, ho, holy spirit. spirit. <laughs> it's not as good as me. And guess what? That's me. I've done it. Using only I mean, the my the biggest organ I got. All I'm saying my is brain. that I think we're getting at the same thing, but you're like kind of breaking the rules because if you marry someone, you can't like kill them. I'll let this slide for the purposes of your fantasy and a good comedy laugh. Okay, like, good. Oh no, good. You're gonna rules, let it slide. That's good. The rules are the rules. You so I mean, if you I'll, marry I'll somebody, them. you're marrying them. You're not killing them. Like who do you think you are, O.J. Simpson? Gab, it was an accident. It could have happened to anybody. 
Oh yeah? Okay, the, the, the sleigh hit a little bit of turbulence. I was telling the elves in the mechanic shop. That's me sipping my tea. I was telling the elves in the sleigh shop that it was pulling to the left, okay? I said that before. Okay, there's a slight miscalculation, a slight error could happen to anybody, okay? And it's a tra- first of all again, first of all, how dare you politicize this tragedy? Okay, of Tim Allen Santa Claus falling thousands and thousands of feet to his death over the Baltic Sea. Okay, because because he was close to me. Okay, and he's dead now. And the, and I gotta say, the mantle of Santa Claus it fucking is heavy on these shoulders. Okay, but there's gotta be a Santa Claus. Gab, you want to tell those children in Africa and also in Baltimore that they're not gonna get the presents under the tree? anymore but everyone every kid gets presents okay mm-hmm. except the ones who don't get them because santa claus is in jail because you're insinuating that i killed him i mean which is an insinuation if we're going with the tim allen universe here's what i want to do though i want to put this trio to bed but i do want to just touch on the best part of that movie which is besides the the beginning where he murders santa which is delightful uh <laughs> it's the scene where he's he <laughs> All like the stuff in the beginning where he doesn't understand he's Santa Claus and his life is spiraling out of control because he keeps on being fat and hairy. (laughs) Absolutely delightful. The scene where he shaves himself and then he comes back in the very next second. And he's eating. Isn't there a scene? He's at a business meeting. He's at the cookies. Meeting and he's he, they're trying to give him a presentation and he's like mm, 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 and he's like trying to scrape the last bit of chocolate fudge out of like one of those long diner uh, ice cream sundae uh, like containers and he's just like everyone's like is is this guy is this guy wacky or what yeah is this guy having a day or what and everyone is having a day he's Santa Claus sir. Um, I would say that the that's the Santa Claus movie I did I do think shaped a lot of my sexual awakening. No, uh, my rationality behind like how I believed and understood Santa Claus to work as a youth. Sure. Like the only thing that would have made sense was like of course there was like hundreds of Santa Clauses throughout all of history because like it would be impossible for one person to yeah, be yeah, able to do that. Yeah. Like, of course it's... He can't be a thousand years of course, old. Of course I mean, sure he can, he like, a... flick his fingers and, like, all the presents go to the houses. Like, of course he's super fast. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I, that movie was something that I used for a long time to rationalize my belief in Santa. It's a good... It's a, it's a really stupid idea that I happen to just absolutely love. The idea that you have to kill... Like, if Santa Claus dies by accident, then whoever is around him, if they, if they, if they accidentally touch his shit, like, they just become Santa Claus, that's, like, a horrible way to pick him, baby. Terrible way to do it. <laughs> horrible. It's delightful. Horrible way. Because then you get, like, people like Tim Allen who, like, legitimately doesn't care. Yes. Um... You mentioned something which I think is worth talking about. Yes. Um, because it, it, it might it might change the way we look at the who who we're marrying, fucking, etc. No, I'm firm in my decision. We, we should discuss Santa Claus's power set. What what is because because it's not always time clear. bender, right? Okay, magic. Well, hold up, just though, like just boundless magic. But like, right? He has Christmas powers. Chubby belly. <laughs> yeah, bowl full of jelly style stomach. Uh, yeah, that's one for sure. Raucous laugh. Big beard. Okay, I get it. But like, what are we? What are we talking about? Like, is if you? He's a time manipulator. But if you took a, 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 a cult magnum and you just fucking shot Santa Claus, would he die? Would I, he be like? He'd be like, oh, you shot me. Or would he be like, what? It would just go. Boom, it would turn into a present or like a bow. Or would it turn into a big puff of confetti? Like, what are we talking about here? So. So basically, what you're asking is if Santa Claus is immortal. Not even that though. Is he super strong? Like, like is, he, is he lifting the sleigh up over his face? Because he, he has to lift all those presents. Like, he, he has to have a bag full of presents for the entire world. I mean, the bag is, he, is, is he, like is magic, he just like, huh? I know, but I'm saying, for example. For, and then for, he's got all the elves. For a hemplo, Gabba, we're watching Lord of the Rings right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And you got Aragorn, you got Gimli, you got Legolas, you got the people in the Fellowship, okay? They're mm-hmm. like the top of the top boys, okay? They're like the most trained. They're destined to be important figures in the history of Middle Earth, right? Mm-hmm. They're ostensibly normal people, but they have superhuman abilities. They're running across continents. They're fighting hundreds and hundreds of dudes when a normal person gets killed by, like, you know, two orcs. So they're, like, they're fighting, like, 
hundreds and hundreds of orcs, but it's because they're sort of wrapped up in the cosmic destiny of what's happening. Uh-huh. Is Santa Claus like that? Is he a normal person who has, is kind of, because he, he, because he has a cosmic purpose to bring joy to children, does that make him stronger than the normal human man? I think Santa is the joy that you want to bring to Christmas. But will he Christmas get killed season? by a machine gun? If I just, um, go, if I just go, eat this old man, and just get him. Just sort honestly, of go there's him. a special place in hell for someone who shoots Santa Claus with a machine gun. No, you know what? We should note that. You're probably right. Especially if he's related to Jesus in any way. If that turned out to be true, I mean, you are like, going to hell yeah, for sure. But, like, what if you, but you, what if you put a kick me sign on Santa Claus's back? Would that send you to hell, you think? Honestly, it's not looking good. It's probably not looking good. <laughs> but so so he, he, he can't like crush a man's hand with one hand. I don't think... He's, so he's I, more of like a Jesus-y sort of normal human man. Idea? Fallible man who just has a cosmic purpose. I, I think that's probably where I believe Santa to be. Now, again, like, I don't think his powers would be ever used for malevolent, malevolent actions. Like, he's not going to be out be. there, like, trying to threaten people or shit like that. Uh-huh. And I think, uh-huh. you know, the implication, again, with the Tim Allen movie is that he can die so right. I think he would die if someone shot him with a machine gun, but oh. then I think that guy with the machine gun then becomes Santa Claus, and that, no, actually, to me, is the problem with the I'm system. I'm important we hash this out. I'm, I'm happy we, we hash this out, and it's important because it's sort of moving to, the, to the, the nadir of this entire question. Yeah. Could Santa Claus stop 9-11? <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> I think... This, this, this is my. He's got a play. much better chance than Steve Irwin. That's for goddamn sure. If Santa is on the plane, <laughs> I think so because basically what happens is Santa goes into his overhead compartment. He <laughs> opens up the bag and finally gives little like oh you're saying hijacker he's, number one he, the toy that he never got as okay, a kid okay, just see, like the is, Kevin Costner in the Santa Claus 2 po- movie where he finally gets a Superman cape that he always wanted as a kid and then he stops being a, me- a mean guy I think that's how this is that's how Santa Claus stops 9-11 see, I was, he gives the terrorists what they always wanted for Christmas but let me paint you a picture okay it's 9-11's happening again whoops wow <laughs> Hate to see that. Okay. Okay. And the hijackers are causing the commotion in the front of the plane. They have the box cutters out, okay? But then up on the rooftop, what is that? Reindeer boss. Is that reindeer? Is that am How I is the reindeer, reindeer staying on a jet that's moving five hundred million miles an hour? How does Santa Claus deliver toys to all the children in one night? Christmas. Okay, okay, so he's stuck on so the plane so Christmas he, he, magic. He pops open the fucking top, the top fucking uh, pod door. The air starts going. What do you hear in the din and the noise? Ho, ho, ho. Here comes our boy. He comes in. And yeah, he gets a little stuck. And his legs go, his legs are sort of waving. And then he just goes, boom, just like he went down the chimney, go. Okay? God. Everyone's like, Santa Claus, thank God you're here. Something bad's happening in the front of the plane. There could be some sort of 9-11 style scenario happening. Get in there. Get in there, Santa Claus. wouldn't even have the... Get in there, Santa Claus. 9-11's happening, buddy. Thank God you're here. Get in there. So he goes, I got it, Billy. By the way, good job being on the good list this year. And he's like, thanks, Santa. I'm trying really hard. I didn't even jerk off one time. That's for you, buddy. I know. I know it was tough, but you made you made it. Anyway, I gotta go stop 9-11. So he goes to the front of the plane, right? Uh-huh. And then this is so good, though, because you because I was gonna say, oh, he, he pulls out like a gun out of his bag. No, fuck no. You have the he perfect. He gives them the gift of Christmas joy, and they decide to not do 9 You got it. So he goes up to the front of the plane, okay, and he taps Muhammad Atta on the fucking shoulder, and he turns around and he goes, "What do you want, old man?" And he goes, "Muhammad, it's me, Santa Claus. I've got something for you." And he pulls out a Harley Davidson stunt set. Okay, complete with Hot Wheels track and the thing where the two wheels, the engine goes, put the batteries in, yep. and it shoots the, the Hot Wheel, mm-hmm. the Harley Davidson Hot Wheel onto the track. And you better fucking believe attached in there is a loop de loop. Okay? And it gives it to Muhammad Atta, and he's like, hey, boys, we're calling it off. Okay? <laughs> yes. Everyone back to your seats. 
okay? And then make a little room so I can set up my Harley Davidson Hot Wheels super set. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave your first class seat so I can play Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Santa Claus gets back on his fucking, back on his sleigh and goes about his fucking, goes back to the North Pole. Just in time for fucking milk, cookies, and a little doink in the sack with Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Claus. And a good night's sleep. I mean, honestly, jam-packed day. It's a lot of days work for old St. Nick, old Chris Kringle. Yeah. You know? This is where he learns a lesson that maybe nobody goes on the naughty list. Maybe everyone... It's a good point. Maybe everybody... Deserves at least a a gift. Something. A lottery ticket. You know? Give them something. A pair of socks. Some sandals. Those, like, cheap sandals you get at the bodega. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're probably (laughs) there. I think we probably made it. I think we've done it. I think we've... Went on such a tangent, though. I think it's worth rehashing our answers. What do you think about that? I agree. Okay. Josh, you first. Okay. For the fuck, Mary kill, Paul Giamatti Santa, Tim Allen Santa, and Kurt Russell Santa, I'm going to marry Tim Allen Santa, kill Kurt Russell Santa, and fuck Paul Giamatti Santa. Ooh, so right. We Ooh, are so right. disagreeing on this when we've had such a long streak of agreements, but mm-hmm. I will be marrying Paul Giamatti Santa killing Tim Allen Santa and fucking so good the Kurt Russell Santa. Ring the bell, baby. Ding, ding, ding. Fantastic. That's are we going to get a real bell? We are going to get one, actually, yes. Yeah, i got to go on Amazon. Oh, actually, I hate Amazon. I'll order it from somewhere else. Target. Bells Unlimited. There's so many... All the companies suck, man. I can't mm. even shop consciously anymore. It's impossible. Uh, why don't we Make my hop into the next bell. one? Okay. <laughs> Making my own fucking bell. <laughs> I'm sick of companies. Just hammering at the metal. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I guess that's what I've been doing this whole time. Shit. You are your own bell, right? I am my own bell. That's so sweet. This is how this is dissolved. <laughs> Devolved. Yes. Why don't we get back on track with another FMK? Sorry, I'm almost done with my wine. Mm. Um. Okay. I like this one because I think it's also fun and magic and mythical creatures. Oh boy. So fuck Mary Kill, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, Mothman. Oh my God. I'm going to go ahead and just jump in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mothman. He gives people dookie fever as Henry's about to say he gives people um the eye problem what is it uh pink eye he gives people pink eye he, wait do you call pink eye dookie no, fever it's from you don't even podcast get on the a left. they call it dookie fever which is really quite funny um you don't even get a fever with pink eye no but he he but he in the reports i've heard about i haven't read a ton but what i've heard about is he doesn't he doesn't touch you he, he he uses like a like a beam he uses like a raise yes he's got give, like red right. glowy eyes so i don't know if i can fuck with that also he's like a gross bat creature it's like a or bug like a, i always think he, he looks kind of like a bug yeah he's yeah. he's gross and he's also and this is kind of the real i mean the dookie fever beam the big gross bug that's like you love it or leave it take it or leave it um he's also kind of like a harbinger Flighty? of doom. No, no, but he, if, if you see him, it's like it's like a harbinger of worse Ew. things to come. Yes. Like a doom and uh, people getting hurt by bridge, the bridge collapse and all that. And Naturally. So he, so like when he shows up, like he, if he shows up like, you know, at my recital, at my violin recital that I mentioned offhandedly uh, on our first date. Break. Right, and I'm, I'm playing Vivaldi and all of a sudden, I'm making my way downtown, walking, scree, you that's know. That's not uh, Vivaldi, <laughs> that's whatever. the right. But, the, you know, my, you know my, my stream breaks. Thanks, Mothman. Hey, thanks, Mothman, okay? I didn't invite you for this reason, Mothman. I wanted you to be here to be a supportive partner. No, I didn't want you here because you har- you're a harbinger, bud. Well, like, I think the thing that you're also missing about Mothman is he's, like, extremely flighty. Like, there's not just, like, one spot that... all these boys are hard to to pin down. They show up in very specific locations, except for Mothman. He's got, like, a wide range of, like, a a random coal mine in West Virginia to, like, some, like, Point Pleasant Beach in, like, a Carolina. Like, he's all over the fucking place. The blasted TNT station is, like, where you find him. How do you, like, keep track of a man that shows yeah. up, that calls home, like, seven states? Like, men, you can't. Men are, men men are, are trash. trash. 
Men are trash, and so is Mothman. He's off the table. Yeah, I think he's a kill for me, too. He is too. dark and handsome, but he's also flighty, and he harbinges. He's, he's, I don't I, I, I don't fuck or marry harbingers, Gab. That's a rule. He definitely has some bad juju. Uh, he's got some bad juju for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's a harbinger. Now, I mean, Loch Ness and Bigfoot, I well, mean... Let me talk about Bigfoot and Gabbo. Big feet, you know what that means. Let me talk about Bigfoot Gabbo. He's got big feet, so he's cramping them jeans. Bigfoot's probably got a large penis because I mean, he's an ape man. Yeah. Um, God, Bigfoot in jeans, though. And he's got an opposable thumb. You know what that could do. Uh, but, um, <laughs> uh, so, what I, I mean, listen, there's a, cl- there's a classic Bigfoot, okay? Mm-hmm. There's the classic Bigfoot from the that Bigfoot film where he's walking away from the camera. He's got that alpha strut. He's got that fucking Chad energy. Okay. Bigfoot makes me wet. <laughs> I mean, there's no better way to put it, really. Bigfoot makes me wet as well. He's got that alpha energy. He's got he a dominant the, presence. He's got the gorilla mindset, okay? Yeah. That I think that you want in a Bigfoot, in a lover. In a Bigfoot level. <laughs> I mean, now, we should talk about some Bigfoot theories. There's a ton of them. A lot of them are completely, just complete absolutely. bullshit. Absolutely. But there is some interesting ones about like how Bigfoot... I'm going to keep... I'm going to say... The, call them Bigfoot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know people say Bigfeet or Bigfoots. I don't do that. Mm-mm. I don't subscribe to that. Um, but there's some theories about how you know Bigfoot were, were always there. Like, they were there before the Native Americans. And they were kind of a legend even at that time. So yes. they sort of represent a sort of lost sort of piece branch of, of humanity. A branch of humanity, right. Which I think is quite interesting. But I also read that they might be connected to like Tibet, to like the more mystical, ancient part of the human culture that time's forgotten, right? And they're kind of like, they're not only, they're not purely biological and animal um, entities. They've got a deeper sort of almost mystical sort of zen quality so what i'm saying is you fuck bigfoot mm. afterwards no no no. just i'm, I'm not I'm, I'm i'm far from making a declarative statement i'm saying you lay <laughs> you lay in the biblical sense with bigfoot okay and what does he do after that you better believe he sparked up a big doobie, okay? Because Bigfoot is smoking heavy, mm-hmm. and he's smoking good, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows where the best shit is. Mm-hmm. He knows where to find it, okay? I'm talking about big cones, okay? Big, fiery cones of that mystical herb. I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure, Bigfoot is smoking hard. For sure. And I think also the thing to keep in mind here, that Bigfoot is a, a big foot. Go on. And we You think I'm going to come in here and help you out with this? I'm going to get the comedy <laughs> if I can load and move it over my shoulder? No. Get, go wait, go, we up, go on. T- we should talk about Bigfoot's dick. Because the reason why I say this is that we should be conscious of the fact that Bigfoot probably doesn't have a super great hygiene routine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I'm He's a crunchy. little bit He's worried for sure. about his junk. Now, when you say you're worried about Bigfoot's junk, I'm just going to that. <laughs> I'm worried that I'm gonna like go to like pull like I'm braiding his belly hair right like in a sexy, <laughs> sexy pre coital moment, and I get to his. Junk, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and like it is caked. Like I, it's oh, like God. it's all dreaded <sighs> up, and I got nothing to work with. And he's like, "Don't worry, baby, you first And I'm like, mm, "I don't, we need showers." Okay, now, let me just walk <laughs> you through this. See, you got with this. Uh, before he's done with the belly braiding, he takes a can of Febreze and just goes, just sort of gets all. Gets that natural meadow scent just all in there, nice and breezed up. Would we be cool with that? So I think it depends if there's visible dirt versus smell. See, like visible dirt, I can't fuck with. Like if it is like all matted down like a a, a muddy dog. So here, first of all, that's an unbelievably potent image that's now in my brain forever. (laughs) 
Bigfoot's dick matted down with dirt like a muddy dog. That's... That is... That's pushing out a memory of my mom and dad when I was a small child. That's pushing that out. And now I have that in there instead. Appreciate that. Okay, but also... Don't you love me? I'm a beautiful partner throughout life. That's so good. I love that. But here's the problem I've got. Because you're absolutely correct. There's no way that Bigfoot's dick is is okay for polite society. It is just not. <laughs> There's like, no way. Here's the problem, Gab. He, Bigfoot is not... He, he's stayed the same for thousands of years. He's not going to change. Okay? I know, and that's Bigfoot where my biggest problem is a dirty girl. And, I, and if you're not down to get to... If you're not down to get a little mud on the tires, then I don't think you're down... To clown with Bigfoot. Yeah, and okay? like, again, this is where I go back to the beginning of this podcast when I clearly said the only reason why I'm surviving this quarantine is because I have this apocalyptic shower. Uh, scenario that we are currently leaving. Yeah, that's why I won't camp. No showers, babe. No showers. Okay, um, so this is, so, so let's just, because we, we're sort of, we're sort of inching our way through the darkness. We're putting out a little feeler. We're trying to figure out where we're at. Yeah, okay? and then maybe Mothman's looking pretty good because at least he's got a little bit better of a hygiene scenario. He gives people the eye disease. I cannot, I cannot, uh, pink, pink eye. eye. He's got, he gives people pink eye. I'm gonna get a lot worse from Bigfoot if I fuck that is, Bigfoot. A, that is honestly... Like, really not good. only am I dealing potentially with, like, fleas, but also some sort of, like, deep-rooted poison ivy oils that are napped into his hairs. I mean, he's sitting I on mean, pine cones, and the pine cones are going with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's... Who, who knows what's in there? Yeah. Uh, you're, that's a good point. He smell... Like, he 100% Listen, smells. all these boys smell. I mean, I don't think the Loch Ness Monster... Oh, uh, see, so you, you, you mentioned him. Now, here's the prop. Here's where I'm at with Loch Ness Monster, because unlike Bigfoot and Mothman, who are uh-huh. ostensibly humanoid, uh, the Loch Ness Monster is a dinosaur. He is literally, he's a plesiosaur. He's literally, he's literally a big potato shape with fins and then a long yeah. neck yeah. and then a little tiny head, okay? Yeah, what I'm but- saying, let me, finish, let me finish my thought here. What I'm saying is the Loch Ness Monster is the thickest and the juiciest <laughs> out of all three of them. I think we've, and what I I'm think saying we've is nailed that it. If we're, if we're going to rate these three cryptids on a rating of junk in the trunk yeah. mm-hmm. there's just no way you're not giving it to Locke to old Nessie. I know, I hear She's you. She's working with prehistoric levels of cake, okay? <laughs> just, I mean... That's gotta be the name of the episode. <laughs> Prehistoric levels. Like you know, like on Twitter, on Twitter, people are like, "Oh my god, I wish that a big woman would just like just crush Crush my fucking head with her giant ass." Like, Nessie could do that. Nessie could do that. No problem. No problem. I mean, you would be as a pancake, right? So, and the Loch Ness monster is definitely a woman, right? Like, I've always pictured. her. Yes. yes, I always she she. she I mean, I don't know what she identifies yet, but as but I, I, she I presents as a, as a as a female for sure. Definitely presenting as female. So I don't want to assume what's going on with Loch Ness internally, but that's just me. Um. So, I think we're at a pretty. I mean, we could talk about I, I can talk about Loch Ness, and uh, for forever. Um, but we're approaching the hour mark already. So. All right. So this is what I'm thinking, and again. I have very specific rules. I think I'm marrying the Loch Ness Monster. I am fucking Bigfoot only after he's taken a dip into the river. <laughs> that is a mandatory first. I and call then my I'm killing the river, so... <laughs> and then I'm killing Mothman. Uh, y- y- you are incorrect. You've oh. missed... You've done it uh, incorrectly. I've done it wrong? Yeah. Uh, because you should be marrying Bigfoot. And you I can't be take the smell. Fucking Nessie, and you keep killing the Mothman. You can't marry Nessie, guy. What are you living in? You live by live a lake. The, yeah, live by a lake peacefully, and you're, I get plenty what? of alone time, which I love. You're, and the Nessie pops up, and she goes, "Hello, dear. How are you?" And I go, "Hello, Ness. How are you doing <laughs> no, today?" Honestly, that, that sounds delightful. And I kiss her on the cheek. Well, have a good day, oh, dear. God. That sounds really nice, honestly. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Yeah, okay, no, okay, you're right. That's fine. I was gonna say I would like just plug my nose up and like just get absolutely obliterated on that skunk weed with fucking 
with Bigfoot and just let him go to town on me. Whenever I mean, I, I definitely think I'm going to have a nice night with Bigfoot, but he's got to take it. Well, what I'm imagining is Bigfoot, t- I'm climbing onto his back and grabbing onto his fur, and he's sort of walking me through this, this deep, primeval jungle that only he knows the location of, right? And, he, and we're sort of padding through the thick, carpeted jungle, and he opens up a, he, gets, he pulls a big palm frond out of the way, and there's a beautiful, ancient, sun-drenched temple, okay, with big crystals and like real like real real good vibes right and there we're smoking the herb this mystical herb we're fucking meditating and we're getting we're, our third eyes whoop, they're fucking pried right open okay and yeah and yeah i'm fucking bigfoot whatever yeah but, but, you're, but i'm leaving he's a, your life partner but you i'm leading, him. <laughs> leading a much more spiritually healthy lifestyle so wait is your decision to just to marry Bigfoot. Yes. And I'll that's your Nessie. life. Nessie, I mean, listen. I, I mean, for sure. That's you a heck go of a story. Way. That's a heck of a story, huh? I fucked Loch Ness Monster? I mean... I'm married to her, so... Yeah. yeah. I'm but I had her when she was crazy, okay? When she was still doing drugs, all right? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's extremely good, and I loved it. That was okay. delightful. Um, I'm going to ring the bell. Please I, do. I, I think. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so we're going pretty long. Do you want to move on to the next phase, or do you want to do one more real quick one? All right, okay. phase two. Let's just do it. They know what's going on. We, we're, do we are locking question. the hyperfoils in the X position, and we're fucking going into hyperspeed to go into phase two, okay? I, I don't think Boom. we need to hyperspeed. Boom. I think we're just going we're normal going in, speed. Okay? We do the FMKs, okay? That's done. We're done with that. Yep. That's in the rear view mirror, okay? Now we're doing a little bit of a, a, little bit of a mix up, a little, little mix down, okay? Uh, I think I picked last time, so I believe it's you, Gab. Would you rather? Yeah. Go for it. I think, um, so I have a really interesting would you rather question, and I would like to know if you would rather have the aliens that first make contact on Earth be organic creatures or robotic creatures? Fascinating question. Have you heard of the gray goo theory? No. That's when you uh, eat a bunch of newspaper and then you shoot and your gray and your goo comes out kind of gray. Isn't it already kind of gray? Okay. Well, I guess it's kind of like a light greenish. I'm j- that was a fun. That was a fun joke for our comedy <laughs> podcast. The gray goo uh, is actually a theory where uh, it, it's if it's, it's, it's about Earth, but it could easily be about aliens. Where we build a nano machine that can build another one of itself mm. using anything around it as as fuel to do the building, right? So. Whoops! Elon Musk fucked it up. Real, real. He did a real whoopsie do. Yeah, that makes sense. When he was out doing acid with Grimes and his son Kyle, and he didn't lock up the goo correctly. Okay, and the goo got out, and now there's a lot of goo in the laboratory. Yes. And soon the goo will destroy everything because it'll exponentially uh, make more of itself and eat everything on the planet. So um, now it, that growing cycle the exponential mm-hmm. rate is found in nature as well so it's not like you know alien, an alien virus could come to earth turn us all into spore based nightmare creatures and just spread across the globe just like the goo can but I think that if a purely robotic entity has traveled all the way from wherever life is happening in the mm-hmm. galaxy and come to us because this is one thing I, I think that is being I think proven as we go into the future that we're in the backwater we're way far away from anything, from anything else that's happening and I mean the Milky Way might, might be dead I mean it might, might, it might have had life in it you know a billion yeah. years ago but we're like the very last trace of it so I imagine that the life would have to come from a long way away so what I'm saying yeah. is that if, uh, if, organ- uh, if a metal or non-organic robotic entity comes it probably has a predilection to just strip our fucking planet and turn it into a fucking boneyard like Terminator 2 and just be done with it um, and I don't think that we could reason with a robotic organism no. the same way that we could with a with a with a um, organic organic one because here's it's, we have a really important we have a really important positive aspect to our culture and that's cocaine the Wu-Tang Clan 40s marijuana big booty hoes okay <laughs> strip clubs what I'm saying is we get the we get the aliens right when they come off the ship we get the girls in there okay yeah, we show them we're putting blunts in their fucking mouths like, we're like what's up and welcome I mean- to party planet we're getting crazy out here, okay? This is how we do it. Every day, we're freaking running it. We're running like crazy. Yep. 
is that Bruno Mars playing a song right now? It absolutely <laughs> yeah. is. We set the stage up right there by where the aliens are going to come down, and Bruno Mars is singing his song. You know, Uptown Funk. He's Uptown he's doing it. Funky what? Uptown um, Funky what? And then you know, from there, it's a hedonistic party. Uh, we're going crazy. Mm-hmm. We're using all the Earth's resources. Every country. We're we're, we're coming together to throw. We're coming together, together to, throw, to the- throw the dopest party for all mankind. Okay, yeah. is what I'm. Is, and you couldn't. And that would be very fun, cool, and I bet the aliens would love it. But you couldn't yes. do that with a robotic um, entity. No, I don't. I think you're kind of right on the money on mm. this one. And I think if there's mm. anything that. Um, We've learned throughout the times of like developing robots or robot history or You're anything like. Fall over. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is that we always build. <laughs> we always build them, and they get too smart. So mm. like the mm-hmm. idea that like if we meet an organic creature, it's gonna be one of two things. It's either gonna be like maybe two or three steps above us intellectually, or like two three steps below us intellectually. Right. I mean. Those are pretty good odds. Or right at our level, man. Like, that'd be dope as hell. That'd be cool. Um, The robot (laughs) has got only one option, and it is going to be superior to us. It's been stripping all the energy and information on every planet there have been to. Yeah. It's... It's It's it's, it's no no other option other than being a superior (laughs) creature. Um, Just the aliens come down, the the saucer... They come out and they just the guys just this is an alien. He's like, "Hey, you guys seen Barry? I fucking show rules." Yeah, I've been working down at the accountant's office, just making faxes, uh, living with my mom, Deborah. She's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, me and the boys get crazy on the weekend. You know, I've been reading through Dune recently, having kind of a cool time with it. Yeah. You know, I'm just having kind of a normal one. You know, you, you, you know, I'm still kind of I'm trying to catch up on Game of Thrones. You know, on my spare time. Don't do yeah, it, man. Yeah, play it's a little be a Magic mistake. the Gathering with the, with the boys. You know, get a couple beers going. It's kind of where I'm at, you know. Just yeah. kind of living my life, having a fun. I'm a good one. Flying through know? space. Just sort of floating landing through on, that. Landing on planets. Having kind of up. a cool, having kind of a laid back and chill kind of alien cool, experience. Cool time one. That would be cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm also thinking about now the the robot scene from Spice World. <laughs> I've not seen Spice World. I really should. That's a glaring hole in my cinematic knowledge. I mean, sure. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. This movie is so... I could go on about how awesome Spice World is because it's 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 a phenomenal movie. But there is one scene where the Spice Girls are in boot camp and then they are on the bus and they're on, they're on the bus driving through and then they have to pee. So they all rush out into the woods to go pee in the woods and they run into aliens and one of them touches a boob and it like transforms the alien's life, like. That sounds amazing. It's so good. And I'm just thinking about, like, an alien could touch my boob and I could change its life. You know that what is I mean? exactly what I was saying about the party of the century. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea. I think let's do it and right now. I think so. I think we're both agreed. Yeah, the first time this episode. Yeah. Aw. Aw. That's so sweet. That is sweet. Also, when you said it, when you said that, <laughs> this might be, I don't know, when you said that, uh, any, that the aliens could be at any intelligence level. Yeah. I was like, well, what about the robots? And then I imagined st- we built, if we just built like, the dumbest, <laughs> dumbest robot. robot. <laughs> Can you imagine it's building... Like a, like the we, robot, like, beep, boop, vaccines are poison. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> 9 was big, an inside job. <laughs> have you seen the Big Bang Theory recently? It's a real knee slapper. Um... <laughs> That oh, sucks. boy. Uh, okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For sitting with us here today. Thank you so much. Um, I miss all of you. Thank I you I miss hugging so people. Much. Oh, my God. I miss I miss smelling people. I'm I touch mi- starved. I yeah, mi- I'm touched. I, I hug you. Shut up. <laughs> I, I miss joking. people. I miss smelling the sweat of a bar. I miss I miss it all. But you know what? It's really important that we all stay inside and um, although I'm really jealous of all the fucking idiots out there sloshing around in public pools and getting fucked up with a bunch of people around them because that looks incredibly fun. Well, um, their, it's stupid. Don't fucking oh, do it. Once their meemaws and peepaws are all choking on their own blood, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be fucking uh, regretting honestly, all that splashing around. I don't think that they're going to put A plus B together. That's <laughs> just the way that that seems. But anyways, Great. thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Steppers. Yep. Um, is there an underscore in between no, Sweet Steppers? No, it's just Sweet Steppers. It's just Sweet Steppers. I got that one. I love that one down. 
He locked it in. Um, and you can also, you know, tweet a reply or email a reply, really, at uh, ttqpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Um, you know where to find us at this point. Um, yeah. I will post a link on my Facebook. Josh will post a link on his Facebook. Absolutely. We're going to post links on Twitter. Um, and if you listen to the whole episode, it's presumably that you found the link. Right. Um, and also, if you, subscribe, you. if you subscribe to the podcast, you get it in your feed every week or whenever it comes out. And uh, you can also use your podcast provider to uh, rate and review the podcast. You don't have to do a review. We are currently a five-star podcast. And, we are, and, that, and it's, it's accurate. It's accurate. It's real. It's, it's truly, real. this is truly absolutely real. peak audio. Peak performance. This is peak audio listening. It absolutely is. Uh, okay, so where's the at, fun fact? At the very, um, it's coming. Okay, I'm at the very, at the very end of the podcast, because we talked nonsense for so long, we'd like to leave you with one workable piece of knowledge that you can go into the day knowing you learned at least one thing. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just say it right now. Mm-hmm. John Chapman, aka Johnny Appleseed, planted thousands of apple trees across the U.S., but those apples were used to make hard cider. The apples were not used to make sweet stuff. They were used to make cider. Yeah, he was a fucking booze hound. Good for him. what the factoid here is. Good for old Johnny Chad. And again, we don't even do that much research on these fat fun facts. Oh, (laughs) 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 (la